South Korea has officially shifted to an everyday life quarantine system, and the Korea Centers for Disease Control and Prevention are requesting the public to follow individual hygiene guidelines to prevent possible COVID-19 outbreaks. The centers recommend the public to regularly wash their hands in running water with soap for at least 30 seconds and cover their mouth when coughing or sneezing. Members of the public should wear face masks when going to places where large groups gather and when visiting medical institutions. All passengers in Seoul subway trains are also required to wear face masks during rush hour. Those showing symptoms such as fever and respiratory issues should stay home and watch their conditions for three to four days before visiting a triage clinic or reporting themselves to the KCDC by calling 1339. More information on preventative measures against COVID-19 can be found on the KCDC's website at cdc.go.kr. And stay tuned to TBS EFM for the latest updates on the outbreak. Global rating agency Moody's Investor Service recently announced that it's maintaining the rating for South Korea at AA2, its third highest level, despite concerns of a major economic fallout from the coronavirus pandemic. So to hear more about this, we're pleased to get some analysis from the senior vice president at Moody's Investor Service, Christian de Guzman. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, so Moody's decided to maintain South Korea's sovereign debt rating at AA2 uh, with a uh, stable outlook. Uh, in fact, this has uh, basically been the status quo since uh, 2015. Uh, first, maybe for our uh, less informed uh, listeners, uh, lay people like myself, w- what does this rating mean? Sure. Um, for those who may not be familiar with what we do, we are a credit rating agency. So we assess credit worthiness or how likely an entity will pay back its debt when it issues a bond. And we have a 21-notch rating scale uh, from AAA to C, and Korea is at AA2, which is the third highest rating on our scale, as you had mentioned. And another thing, another thing you, your readers may have heard about is jargon related to whether or not a particular issuer is investment grade or whether it's speculative grade. This um, this can, is also known as high yield or by less flattering label junk. Hmm. But Korea is well above that threshold, which defines the investment grade or speculative grade line. Um, as I mentioned, it's the third highest rating on our scale, so it does fall short of uh, places like the United States, which we think are triple A. Right. Um, in the region, we have the likes of Australia and um, and Singapore uh, at triple A. But AA2 is uh, consistent with uh, the likes of, of France and, and the United Kingdom. And we re- review all our ratings periodically. And as you mentioned last Tuesday, we affirmed Korea's uh, AA2 rating and said that the outlook on that rating is stable, implying that we're comfortable with the rating at this level for at least the next 12 to 18 months. And so maintaining Korea's rating at AA2, it's being reported here, uh, generally speaking, as a, uh, as, as a positive thing, meaning that uh, there, there could have been a downgrade, especially in times of these uh, 
pandemic uh, fears and and the economic havoc that's been wreaked uh, across uh, many countries. Uh, Moody's citing strong governance, effective macroeconomic, fiscal and monetary management of shocks uh, as illustrated during the uh, coronavirus outbreak. Uh, Can can you go more detail into the decision by Moody's? Um, I think first at this current juncture, given how the pandemic has um, evolved, this, this viral outbreak has impacted every sector and every government in every country. We can't ignore how such entities are performing in light of this universally negative shock and um, more relevant to what we do, how they stack up against each other. So let me hear the the part about the universally negative shock. Um, We're not going to downgrade every country in Mm -hmm. in our so-called rating universe. Um, Everybody is getting hit by the same shock. Um, all negative once again, um, but I think our job here is to rank order risk. So those who are uh, more risky um, are going to get downgraded, and, and those who are more subject to the shock that is posed by the pandemic will, will be downgraded. Those that are more resilient, we, we will probably affirm, as in the case of uh, Korea. So no country has been spared, either from a public health perspective or the associated economic fallout. Having said that, it is our opinion that the Korean government has done better than other advanced economies in containing the spread of the coronavirus. As such, it didn't have to resort to lockdowns, social distancing, and other precautionary measures, including contract tracing and extensive testing, mm. were deemed to be very effective. And, and as such, much of the economy continued to operate without um, being imposed, without having a lockdown imposed as as in much of Europe, in, in, uh, in much of the United States. Um, how, albeit, I think we do recognize that the economy did operate on a more scaled-down basis, and that is why we saw a slowdown in the Q1 GDP growth figures that, that, that did come out, and we're expecting more uh, of a slowdown as, um, as, as, uh, as we go along, especially in Q2. The same can be said of what we call rating peers. I, I'd already identified the U.K., and France as being on the same rating level. These countries were subject to lockdowns. They haven't done as well in terms of containing the infection. Uh, so at, from that relative perspective, we do think Korea um, really did um, outperform. Mm. Well, I was just going to follow up on uh, the idea of doing relatively better because uh, if we can just shift over to uh, growth outlook, uh, Moody's adjusting uh, the economic growth forecast for South Korea to negative uh, 0.5%. Uh, the outlook for the overall G20 block appears to be at negative 4%. Uh, in terms of the damage to uh, Korea, in terms of the economic damage, how does that compare on a global scale, again, with its uh, relative peer nations? Yeah, sure. So um, because of the factors that I mentioned, uh, primarily because we haven't seen, you know, lockdown, severe lockdown conditions in Korea, we do expect Korea to be the least damaged. Like I, like I mentioned at, at the very start, um, you know, we do expect this to be a universally negative shock. But in the case of Korea, we do expect Korea to be the sort of, I guess you could say, the least shrinking amongst advanced economies. Um, you mentioned the negative 0.5 economic growth uh, forecast that we have. 
Um, of course, it is going to be the worst growth outcome since the uh, IMF crisis in the late 1990s. Mm-hmm. But this compares relatively favorably, not just to the negative 4% for our global G20 growth forecast, but once again versus the France and the UK. Uh, which we have at, at negative 6.3 and negative 7% respectively, a much deeper contraction than what we have for, for Korea at, at negative 0.5% or just pretty much flat. One thing to consider here is that uh, we are going to see a bit of a two-speed economy because, the, um, because of the success with which the, the, uh, the, the virus has been containing Korea, we are probably going to see a little bit more resilience on, on the domestic side. But the external side is going to be hit because the other countries, the guys who are trading with Korea, the guys who are um, uh, consuming Korea's uh, exports, you know, such as mobile phones and the semiconductors that go into TVs and, and PCs, those guys are, are going to have con- uh, their consumption outlook and their investment outlook really be constrained for, for much longer than what we see in Korea. And in terms of uh, going forward, I, from what I understand, uh, it doesn't seem like uh, there would be any uh, major upgrades in sovereign rating for any countries around the world at this uh, juncture. But what would be some of the factors that could affect uh, the country's sovereign uh, credit ratings uh, going forward with this pandemic still among us? Sure. I mean, while we are pretty confident that in the, in the case of Korea that the situation is under control, um, indeed, there's already been some relaxation in terms of social distancing and containment measures. You know, one can never really completely discount the risk of a flare-up. You mm-hmm. know, we had last weekend the issue with, with the infections in Taiwan. But should this occur and in an extreme scenario lead to a lockdown, I think, um, you know, there may be a basis for comparison with regards to those who are more more affected and perhaps that relative outperformance never uh, isn't really, um, uh, isn't really uh, valid. Uh, shall we say. Yeah. But that's not our baseline. Our baseline is the government uh, will continue to apply caution to restrain uh, those, uh, those, uh, the, the rate of infection. Um, and then what we're also looking at, of course, is the government's policy response. And, and here uh, we are seeing uh, a government that's been proactive, putting out fiscal support measures. I wouldn't call them stimulus. As I mentioned, there's the, the damage to the economy because of, because of the pandemic is so severe that you can really just cushion the, the impact. You can't really fully offset it. So given these support measures, um, these are pretty sizable, but this is coming on the back of a pretty robust government balance sheet. So they are spending within their means. But if there is a situation where we, we feel that they aren't spending within their means, perhaps that is worthy of a relook with regards to the rating. Uh, 30 seconds, uh, I know this is not enough time, but uh, overall then uh, in terms of fiscal policy uh, and any other policies uh, for Korean uh, economic officials, um, is it stay the course or uh, can they do more to minimize the damage? Um, I, we think that they're, they're actually doing uh, a great job in terms of being proactive. And, and that goes back to the effectiveness with which they've been able to contain the infection to begin with. The other guys are still um, on the ground, you know, battling the virus day to day. This government has now has the luxury, because they've been able to contain the virus, to start to look forward, to start looking at the recovery, to start to see what kind of opportunities exist in a sort of post-pandemic world. So we, we think that the government response right now is, is quite sufficient and appropriate. Christian de Guzman, Senior Vice President at Moody's Investor Service. Uh, sir, thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it.